0: Hello and welcome to episode fifty seven of the Massive Attack Podcast. I'm Mitch and with Are you me- not? <laughs> no, <not. laughs> Don't Cut. Hello and welcome to episode fifty-seven of the Massive Attack podcast. I am Joe, mm-hmm. and with me, as always, is Mitch. That's right.
1: Yeah, a bit of a personal dilemma there. I think uh, I sure always have before, a but that's all right. Now
0: we're we're back. We are for another month. Yeah, and we've got stuff to talk about. You have. Well, you have too. A little bit. All right. Should we start with gaming? All right, let's go. All right, what I'll start because I haven't been doing much. No. No, I've played probably another couple of hours of Far Cry Four. Yep. And I thought maybe I would get to the north side of the uh, the map, but I still haven't
1: I keep remembering not that that part of it but say to, to my wife when I was playing going
0: oh, I think I'm near the end I, I think I've just
1: got one or two more missions and it, it, it's always kept going so it's it's a game that does that to you I think
0: yeah, I can't remember exactly how many hours I've been playing but I'm 38 percent of the game or something Wow I think I'm only like twenty 20 hours? 17 hours? I don't know. But yeah, I've still got a lot more to go, I think. Mm. But I haven't really been playing a lot of Xbox because I've been going back in time and I've been playing a N64 wrestling game emulator on my PC. Because I'm a huge fan of the old Nintendo 64 wrestling games. And when my Nintendo died, I, I did what every gamer does and got an emulator. And I was playing it on the PC for a while. But I was... Going through Facebook or YouTube or somewhere, but I saw someone had put a post up about how they've done skin mods for it, and they've got a new roster update for No Mercy. Mm-hmm. So No Mercy is probably a ten, no, probably seventeen-year-old game. I yeah. think it would be based on you know, the attitude era, sort of time of WWF at that stage. And someone's gone and completely reskinned the games, turned all the characters into the modern roster, and all the backgrounds and extra moves and stuff. So someone's obviously got a lot of time on their hands. But it runs like a dream on the PC, which is really good. So I've been Something playing. You would do if I knew how to do it. I probably would. Yeah. I used to just do the create the characters and customize them. I would never go as far as like changing the actual programming of the game. <laughs> probably because i didn't know how to do it but Mm. yeah so i've been playing a fair bit of time on my pc playing the what they call the 2k16 no mercy upgrade or something which you can find online if you want to look for it cool if you have the project 64 emulator and so it only runs on certain emulators which is i think the most popular of the n64 pc emulators anyway
1: i should do that i always wanted to play shadow of the empire
0: i should do that maybe you should yeah Right. But, yeah, it, it, I'm surprised how well it runs. And because I've got a, a USB N64 controller, it runs perfectly. All the buttons do what they're meant to do and everything. Cool. So, yes, I've been playing a lot of that. Other than that, my only other gaming would be a bit more Pokemon Go. The family and I went on a little trip to Phillip Island over the weekend. Just to catch Pokemon? No. That's we, extreme. We, we were we were going on a little mini break with the kids. Yeah. And we thought, oh, yeah, we'll see what extra Pokemons are down there. And surprisingly, we caught a bunch of stuff we didn't have before. There was a lot of electric Pokemons in Phillip Island. No. Yep. Voltorb. I caught a Ponyta, which is like a horse with flames on its tail. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, that's my gaming. it clowns? Think- on your ventures. No. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was any in this side of the world, is it? Isn't it all in yeah. Western Australia?
1: No. Really? Down the road at Mixed Place, the home of the um, Nutella Donut. Yeah. There was um, people waiting because the clowns were meant to turn up Saturday night and they didn't do it. Or Friday night. No, the clowns are rat. Okay. Uh, Freaky. I... Stop doing it, people. Yeah. Stupid. Dumb cats.
0: Yeah. If you're going to dress up as a clown, at least dress up like a juggalo. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they are. Maybe that's the problem. Could be. Anyway, but that's my gaming. Enough about clowns. Mm -hmm. You've got some pretty big gaming news.
1: Yeah. Well, so I've been playing a lot of Forza Horizon, which we talked about last time. We did. I've been playing nothing else but, until last week, Mm -hmm. when I picked up my Gears of War edition Xbox One, two whole terabits, which I'm slowly filling. And when I say slowly filling, I mean very slowly, because I've got a bunch of games to download that I've been accumulating through my Xbox Live Gold account. But I'm just watching now. on in the background as we're recording this. And WWE 2K16 is downloading. It is a total size of 42.19 gigabytes. And I'm currently 4% into downloading it. So I don't see myself playing that anytime
0: soon.
1: No, probably not.
0: But initial reactions, what do you think of the Xbox One?
1: Uh, It's cool. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's not intuitive like the three hundred and sixty is now. I know I can't remember if the three hundred and sixty was intuitive out of the box.
0: When I got mine, it was before they had the what they called the new Xbox experience, and we still had the the blades mm. rather than the avatars and that sort of stuff. Yeah, briefly, I think the the NXE as they call it came in just after I bought mine. I can't really remember.
1: Mine, I think, was as is. Yeah, I don't remember the blades. I mine was the NXE from the get-go yeah I I, I like it I bought the I bought a remote control for it because you can use the controller to do everything but a remote control just made it easier as a media center to use it for that I also bought the pass through for the aerial so I can watch it as my tv remote as well so I can easily jump back and forth from tv to gaming and those sort of things so it seems to do everything I need it to do it's just Getting the hang of where everything is, and this is where the connect would be coming in handy. What I'm noticing because you just tell it where to go now. I've got to find everything in the right spot, and yeah. there's a few menus you had a bit of a play beforehand, yeah finding things aren't the easiest where if I knew I had to go to the store I could just say connect go to store and then I could use the menu the the remote to go to the specific place on the store mm. so a connect would have been handy for that
0: from what I've heard though I think most people are saying the connect is really only good for the navigation. It's not really Oh, yeah, I think
1: that's all. So that sort of thing, it's a bit of a pain. I've got ADSL 2, so it's not too bad internet here, but first thing you do, you turn it on and it says, oh, update required one gig, and it's like, oh, no. <laughs> the servers were pretty damn quick because it took me less than a half hour, maybe a half hour, okay to download that update. So that was not bad, but some
0: of these games are taking quite a while to download. Yeah, so I'm getting one for Christmas, and my wife has actually said to me, that if i want to i can set it up before christmas and looking at the way your downloads are going maybe i should just wire it up now and it'll be ready to play by christmas
1: maybe because
0: yep. yeah everything that we've ordered will we we've bought digitally through the 360 that's backwards compatible is now sitting in a queue waiting to to load yep plus as you said there's the freebie games for gold that when i remember to click it to say yeah i want that one i'll be getting it and say so one of those is wwe 2k16 which i think will probably be my main game i'm playing mm-hmm. obviously gears of war once we to get that up and running. Gears of War four. Yep, which, which is
1: you reckon's ninety gig.
0: I think they said you need ninety gig, but I think that's also for the one, two, and three, and okay. Judgment and stuff as well. well I'll be so, playing that in the year two thousand and sixteen. Yeah, so, who knows? Going by this. Just initial reactions from me, I like you said, it will take a bit of getting used to as far as the navigating. Like, we turned it on before, and the night as we're recording this, it's a Tuesday, and that's when the sales normally start. And it was quite difficult to find that little ad to say what's on sale this week. Yeah. Whereas before on the 360, it was right there on the, the first banner ad sort of thing, and you, you could find it a bit easier. Graphically, I think it does feel a lot crisper. Yep. Because so far, I've only seen, I think you were playing Gears of War 1. Mm. And even that looked crisper.
1: Yeah, it, it, it does look good. But yeah, I can't really compare at the moment. But I remember, I mean, we've talked about it before with Perfect Dark. Now that was a 360 game. Perfect Dark Zero yeah, was a, th- a launch title 360 game. But so was Gears of War. So you can't even really compare exactly. the two of those. The Gears of War looked pretty amazing. And by the time we got to Gears of War 3, or Judgment, It had improved, but not by a lot. Yeah. It still looked damn good.
0: It's strange, though, because considering the 360 has been around that long, there is launch titles that you look at now and think, wow, that still looks pretty shitty. And then Mm. something like Rage, how crisp that looked.
1: Rage, the latest Tomb Raiders, the Far Cry, they look amazing. So. I'm so tempted, I'd, I'd, it'd be silly to spend the money, but I'm tempted just to see how good Far Cry 4 looks on this compared to the Far Cry for the 360, but, but I might as well just buy Far Cry Primal and just maybe. look at that. Maybe. So, yes. Um, yeah, so that, that's where I'm at at the moment. I've been playing little bits of games, just some of the ones that have downloaded. I've been playing Pool Nation, which is just an update of the pool game that was on the 360, which is exactly the same as that. Looks pretty. And was fine. And I downloaded Trackmania, which is a racing game of some sort, which I heard good things. So I thought, oh, yeah, I'll download the demo of that. It was small enough that it was fine. And I'm kind of happy with the
0: demo. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? We had Quick Flick, a couple of races. They're, they seem fun. Quite easy races, good restart, So if you crash, you can jump back to the start quite quickly. It did take a little while to load initially, mm. but then once you're in it,
1: yeah, I, I'm not going to buy that game because I'm happy enough with the five tracks you get as a demo.
0: I think the biggest selling point for that game would be the fact that you can build your own tracks or design your own tracks. So, so if I'm you like are, you well, if you are that way inclined and i know i did it a little bit in the first trials game i was building my own tracks and stuff but nowhere near the level that some people were mm. so yeah if you if you like that sort of building designing kind of thing maybe it's for you but yeah I, I don't know i i still feel that i've got a good lot of sessions of far cry 4 left in my 360 before well, if you're i only at what
1: 38 percent. 38 you've exactly. got plenty yeah but you were a completist like me, are you going to find every single mask? And no, single...
0: I, I think I will probably just story complete. Okay, then. And I won't bother going back and finding the masks and spinning the wheels and all that sort of stuff. But no, no, no. I did everything. And you mentioned Forza Horizon. I've still got that downloaded, but do I bother waiting to play that or do I just start it on the the X-Bone when it
1: Well, I'm I did. Um, I'm really loving Forza. Mm-hmm. I'm really getting into it. And it's a bit like Far Cry in the fact that you do certain races and as you progress, you get new bands and when you get a different color band you go to a a higher grade, or so opens up more races for you on the map and it's a bit like far crying the fact that it opens the map up for you so yeah. there's more here and there's more here so you get, it keeps getting bigger so it'll be interesting like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm i'm really digging it i really love it so i i want to get back into forza even though i've got this whole new console but i've got gears of war waiting but i'll wait till you get yours and we'll do a co-op because yep. that's how we played the last year. So that's no hurry, but there is probably a hurry for me to download it because <laughs> I, I probably <laughs> should start now. Yeah. But when I picked up the console, the guy goes, is this, is this your first Xbox? And he goes, oh, I've got a 360. And he goes, oh, have you got Forza Horizon 3? So he was re- he was like, you got to get it. It's amazing. So I don't know what's so amazing about it, but the fact that it's set in Australia is kind of cool.
0: It's getting a lot of really good reviews. And I know we were watching a lot of music videos on, on YouTube prior to me now getting YouTube read because of the ad. But I'll get to that in a moment. But pretty much every second song we were watching when we were watching music clips on on YouTube, they were putting an ad for Forza Three, Forza Horizon Three. And by the end of it, I was like, "Fuck, I just want to buy Forza Horizon Three. It just looked so good." But based on that and the fact that the ads kept coming up, my wife's like, "Well, let's try this free trial for YouTube Red." Yeah, which is the pay a little bit extra and don't have ads. And at the end of the two-week free trial, we were like, well, bugger it. It's only $12 a month, and we can get ad-free YouTube. 12 a month? Yeah. Netflix is cheap. I know. But wow. we we watch a lot of YouTube, Okay, and the kids watch a lot of music clips on YouTube, and we don't want to have ads. And the other thing that I really like about YouTube Red is when you have it on your phone or on your iPad, you can have background view, so you don't have to have the screen on all the time, because... I don't know if you've tried this, but when you're listening to music on your iPad, if you try and turn your screen off, it stops the music. But with YouTube Red, you have background play, which is great for your phone, because I sleep sometimes listening to music on YouTube, but I don't want to have the, yeah you know, the light of the screen going. So yes, <laughs> we'll see. I don't know how many months I will go before I crack the ads and go, I'm not paying, you know, $12 a month just to get rid of ads, but we'll see. So
1: you're paying $12 a month to watch a lot of illegal clips, and I... I- I don't it's get not
0: it it's not just legal clips it's I know there's
1: legal stuff on YouTube but there's a lot of illegal and you're paying for the rights to
0: probably and and there is additional YouTube red only content but I haven't watched any of that yet it's your final directs maybe okay. I don't know. but based on the fact that yeah we've got two young kids who like music yep they like to be able to say hey I want to see you know this clip miley cyrus party in the usa or whatever and Good we're not going to sit there and wait for that to come on foxtel on the music channels so we can now create our playlists of video clips that are appropriate for the kids to watch and we can watch them now in the order that they want to watch them the kids can jump around sing do what they like and not have to worry about ads and not have to worry about inappropriate flow rider videos with half naked women and stuff
1: yeah we can do all these playlists without well you it's could the but
0: then it's the ads and the fact that yeah I don't know. We'll see. Mm. We'll see how it lasts. But anyway, that's probably a good segue to jump you know from... You what you can get for 12 bucks? What? A whole snack pack. Well, you probably can. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I have had my first, and it will not be my last.
0: I still haven't had any, because I don't like that ribbon lamb. Oh, you're just so wrong. Mm. So wrong. Yes. Mm. Anyway, that's probably a good segue to jump from gaming into television. Mm-hmm. Have you been watching anything, Mitch?
1: One thing. I've obviously been watching more, but. Technically, two, because we
0: watched something together. But
1: anyway. Well, I watched, I started, haven't finished, Luke Cage on Netflix, which is good. It's getting a lot of good reviews. I've I've heard it's too long. That's what some people are saying, and I find a lot of the Marvel Netflix series are all three to four episodes a bit too long. So I'm suspecting this one to do that. I did like Jessica Jones more than I like Daredevil. I like them all, don't get me wrong, but I like Jessica Jones more, and so far I'm liking Luke Cage more, because it fits. Feels like a 70s black exploitation sort of thing with the soundtrack and the look and the feel and being in Harlem and everything. It just feels like Shaft or something like that.
0: Okay. I know nothing about Luke Cage Power Man. Mm-hmm. That's probably the extent of my knowledge. Not many people do. Yeah. He's got bulletproof skin and he's a bit strong. That's it. All right then.
1: That's all you need. It's, yeah, it's really, it's, so far it's really funky. I'm really enjoying it. And I was very tempted because they've bought out a soundtrack album by Mondo Tees. Now, Mondo Tees does limited edition T-shirts and art prints and posters and things like that. And they also do albums, I didn't realise. Mm. And there's a yellow vinyl double album soundtrack for it. And I'm like, ooh, 35 US. I was like, don't need it. I, don't need it. <laughs> I, I do have a turntable. I don't even know if it's plugged in, but it's kind of funky. But, but I decided not to buy it. I just wanted to have a look and see what the price was, and that wasn't too bad. But what I did find... They have the Superman animated series single of the opening credits music
0: <laughs> in, a, in
1: a Superman colored and shaped shield. Okay. So I was like, that's $15. I'm going to buy that. But they got some really nice stuff on Mondo T's.
0: I might have to go and check it out. Yeah.
1: There's like, they've got action figures, they've got t-shirts and posters and there's a $300 Iron Giant. Action figure, which is just amazing. It's like, oh, give me that. But yeah, so Mondo Tees. i got to pick up this Superman. You can buy it in Superman Classic Red and Yellow Shield or Green Kryptonite.
0: Oh, yeah. mm. All right, then. Now, something that we have, speaking of new shows, watched together. Yeah. Is last week we watched the first episode of Westworld. Yeah. I was impressed.
1: It was pretty. Really pretty.
0: And it looked pretty. Big, Mm. like you said it yourself when we were watching it. Just it looked, you know, the expanses of where they filmed it. It really looked like they've spent a lot of money. Yeah. Well, it's HBO Mm -hmm. and HBO are known for their epicness with Game of Thrones. Game
1: of Thrones, yes, but they also, no, I mean, they made things like The Night of and The Wire, Oz, Mm. Deadwood.
0: Well, Deadwood's pretty expensive. They filmed outside. What? But if you don't know the premise of Westworld, it was a movie in the mid to late 70s, yep. written by Michael, Michael Crichton, Crichton. Mm-hmm. about a amusement park, you'd call it, or a, yep. holiday, a holiday park. The holiday theme yeah, park. Where yeah, where people would go to live out their Wild West fantasies.
1: Well, it was part of three parks. It was a Roman world, Westworld, and another one I can't remember. Hmm. Yeah, you get all doled up in your western gear and you go out and you have sex with the ladies well, guys as well i suppose but it was the 70s so i didn't talk about that but you can go shoot no, the bad in, guys that was
0: only in the roman world i think
1: oh probably and then you shoot the bad guys and have fun and just live out your western dream you know fantasies
0: and all the western characters were played by robots robots yep and in the in the movie in the movie and yeah the upgraded one of the robots versions?
1: well in the in the original movie you had your brenner yep. playing manny black sort of bad well just the bad guy robot character that you come across in the in the fantasy role play but he glitches and they can't hurt you they can shoot at you but their guns don't work they are real guns i think that's the weird premise in the movie was the guns if they shot away from a human they would work but if they shot a human yeah and the guns that you have as players you can't shoot other humans you can shoot robots though yeah. Kind of thing. So they did fire real bullets just to make things dangerous. And yeah, the Yul Brynner cowboy character glitches and Goes starts rope. killing people. Spoilers
0: yeah. for a 30-year-old
1: movie. Yeah, it's all on the front cover. It's movie. got him, you know, with his face off and a robot and looking yep. menacing. That was the premise of that movie and it was just survival. So it was, it's written by the same guy who wrote Jurassic Park. It's essentially the same plot. It's a theme park with things going wrong and instead of a t-rex you had a robot cowboy but essentially same thing yeah so that was the 70s movie so this is the updated version and essentially you're set up with the theme park concept is that yeah you're seeing robots are playing out their daily routines and it's sort of almost like the robots are what you're focusing on as far as characters in westworld yeah and you're sort of seeing the mundane, yeah. They're kind of running of their through day. a daily loop. Yeah. So the human characters are not the, that much of a factor yet, as far as players in the fantasy. But the guys running the park, uh, you're seeing what's going on with them and how yeah. they run the park.
0: And whereas in the movie, it was more about was it Josh Brolin and I can't remember who the other dude. Van was. Van Patten was in it. I know that. Yeah, they were like the guests at the park. Yeah. So you're far, following them. Yeah. So far, the main human part of the series would be the engineers making the robots and maintaining anthony hopkins who's like the inventor of the park like the the
1: boss yeah of of some sort yeah so it's i'm intrigued it was it was beautiful to look at it was definitely creepy so you got a really bad creepy vibe yeah just for the rapiness of everything it's it's, yeah it's kind of shows how nasty it kind of is the whole idea it's like oh i never got this vibe with the original movie but yeah this is kind of gross Hmm. And it's meant to be. I mean, that's part yep. of the concept of it. And they've introduced Ed Harris as a character that you don't really know a lot about. You just do not trust him. He seems like a nasty piece of work, and he's his own story. He's independent to what's already been playing out. Yep. So yeah, I'm definitely fascinated by it, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. The first episode was a lot of exposition. I think so. a lot of people telling everyone things. Yeah, sort of like okay, so but we're up to speed now and ready to go ready I, to I'm go, yeah. definitely intrigued it was great
0: what I really liked about it was the music though
1: yeah there were some really cool moments
0: there was one scene where they were in the in the saloon. saloon and the piano or pianola was playing and the first just couple of notes of the song and I was like gee that sounds familiar mm. and then I realised it was and Black Hole of so slowed down and played on the pianola and then in the dramatic bit of the first episode, there was the Rolling Stones painted black yep. on the piano as well. So hopefully they will continue that sort of thing through the rest of the episodes.
1: Yeah, so, uh, really good. Really and, good. Yes, so far.
0: And Foxtel Showtime here are showing it same day as the States, so we don't even need to illegally download it. Sweet. It's so not that we nuts. do that. No. No. But yeah, other than that, new shows as well that have just started up again. The new season of American Horror Story is now... Four episodes in.
1: So with American Iowa Story, it's always a new series. Each new series is a brand new story. Yeah. But may have returning actors.
0: Yes. Most of the time they have returning actors playing different roles. So returning in this one, we've got Sarah Paulson, who was in quite a few of the other ones. Kathy Bates. Yes, Kathy Bates is playing some weird Irish character. A couple of other people, Lady, Lady Gaga's turned up in a couple of episodes of this one, wasn't in all of it, but they've also got new characters in Cuba Gooding Jr.'s in this season.
1: But so not making Prague cheap straight-to-video movies anymore?
0: No. Okay. I'm not sure if I'm as hooked on this season as I had been the Well, I was excited because
1: I like the Roanoke story, but you said it sort of reality tv we, talk to camera sort of
0: the way they've done it is they've made it as if it's one of those you know horror reenactment type shows mm-hmm. so they've got two sets of characters they've got the sarah paulson and cuba gooding being the reenactors and then they've got another set of actors playing those characters doing the talking head to camera sort of like oh this is what happened on this day and yeah. and that sort of stuff It. i um
1: not yeah. sold it's,
0: it's very strange yeah but again like the other seasons of American Horror Story it's quite graphic there's a lot of blood there's a lot of gore like how gory is this network television or is it cable what's it's cable okay I think it's HBO it might be I'm not sure okay but yeah, it's it's probably so. It's got swearing and it's got yeah, nudity. And not that. quite as much swearing, but it's got definitely got nudity. And it's okay. definitely got you know a lot of blood. So it's a
1: cable show. Yeah. it's on free to air here. It's on Channel Ten, I think. That's what confused me as to when you when you say that.
0: Yeah, but okay. no, it, it is pretty full on. I don't think it's quite as full on as some of the other series so far. But mm. it does have the potential. You can see
1: that. Now, is it a horror story as far as horror, or is there mystical elements to it? Both. Okay, because the Roanoke story is fascinating,, because yeah. no one knows what happened. It was a a town or a a settlement settlement perfect that just they're gone. The people that were there are gone they went people they were running out of food or something, so a few people went away to get help and came back, and just no sign of them. yeah, no one could figure out what happened to the settlement. There's no bodies, there's no bones, there's no nothing, they're just gone,
0: yeah, so I think it's probably a lot of speculation, yeah, but the premise that they're putting in. This series is that the two main characters have bought a house, and as it turns out, the house is built on where the original Roanoke settlement was, yeah, and there's all the you know supernatural stuff going on,
1: around so that. it's set it Monday, yeah, it's not set no back in no life. it's set Monday,
0: so uh-huh. previously, with the other series of American Horror Story, I came in in series. I think it would have been whichever one the freak show one was was the one I came into and that was set in the 50s and then the one after that hotel was sort of set flashbacks to the 80s but also set kind of modern times but this is set modern times as well
1: okay I thought it was actually in Roanoke that's what I was excited about there
0: is sort of flashback bits that are the Irish settlers yeah Kathy Bates playing the patriarch matriarch? matriarch matriarch of the um the settlement but yeah most of it is modern day Okay. Yeah, as I said, four episodes in out of, I think it's a 10-episode series, and there's been a couple of big revelations, but yeah, I don't know. I will continue with it, because I do like the American Horror Story, yep. per se, but yeah, as I said, it hasn't grabbed me quite as much as the other ones. And two other new things I've started. Yep. I'm a big fan of Japanese wrestling, mm-hmm. as you know, and they've now got a new series of the Tiger Mask anime, which is Tiger Mask W, which dates back probably the original tiger mask anime was around in the 70s when the first tiger mask was around Wow! and the character of tiger mask goes back a long time but this is a quite modern very crisp looking probably computer drawn cartoon with little bits of 3d bits turned in every now and then Mm -hmm. and they've actually tied in with real life new japan pro wrestling and they've got a couple of real new japan characters in it as well as the fictional tiger mask type characters but yeah i'm two episodes into that and i'm quite enjoying that Cool. And I also started watching another semi-animated show through Kiss Cartoon, which is Son of Zorn.
1: Now, that's it's a live-action show with a cartoon character like He-Man
0: in it. Yes, yeah. Is that right? So, Jason Sudeikis voices Zorn. Yep. And he's basically a, a He-Man rip-off. And his ex-wife is now engaged to Tim Meadows. Mm-hmm. And he's like a bit of a nabby pamby sort of psychologist sissy sort of guy and zorn's son is half cartoon half human he's got like cartoon legs (laughs) okay and he's sort of 17 and getting bullied at school so zorn comes from his fantasy land to los angeles to try and be a bit closer to his son and make his son a bit less of a wimp yeah and yeah it's interesting in the way it's done he's very much a just muscle meathead more violent than he man yeah and more wanting to you know go and kill all the time and his wife and his you know wife's new husband or new fiance and, and son are all like you know don't do that don't kill try and you know be nice it's interesting there is a quite a few funny lines in it, and Jason Sudeikis does play it quite well yeah I think if you grew up watching He-Man you would get a lot out of it okay, and obviously I did I'm tempted so they're they're easy they're 22 minute episodes Okay. And they don't seem to be too intertwined, so you could probably just jump in, watch an episode, see what you think. Yeah. But yeah, as I said, I'm I'm three episodes into that. I'm quite enjoying that too. Cool. Yeah. That's my television. Yes. Have you seen any movies? I have actually had one trip to the cinema. (gasps) One more than me. Yeah. It was school holidays recently, and my kids were having a sleepover with their grandparents. So my wife and I decided to go out to the movies. Here in the northern suburbs of Melbourne, the Epping Cinemas has $10 tickets. Mm -hmm. So we thought, fine, we'll we'll do the $10 tickets. We booked online for an extra $3 booking fee or something like that, but it's still cheaper than going to normal Hoyts or whatever. The only trouble is we went on a Friday that was a public holiday. (laughs) Uh And when we got there, pretty much there was four movies all starting around the same time. All of them were sold out. So there was three cinemas worth of people all just milling around in the lobby of the cinema and it was a bit full on and it was just really badly organised there was just one person without any amplification just yelling out you know nine o'clock session for i think it was magnificent seven was starting and half the people were sort of trying to get through there and we were there with our e-tickets on the phone trying to show them the phone rather than having paper tickets and yeah it sort of distracted us a little bit from the movie itself but we went and saw miss peregrine's home for peculiar children
1: which is what tim burton's x-men
0: yeah it's based on a book Mm -hmm. in fact it's based on a trilogy of books And watching the movie, I think it would have been better to read the books. Really? Yeah, I don't know. It dragged a lot. It was a two hour movie and there was just stages in the middle where I thought to myself, my God, how long is this going to go on for?
1: Because I looked at the trailer and it's like every Tim Burton film I'm thinking, is this the one? We're going to go back to being classic Tim Burton. You're not painting in a good
0: picture. Well, Helena Bottom Carter's not in it, so maybe that's what the problem is. The big name actors in it, I think, are Eva Green plays Miss Peregrine, who I knew yep. the name, but I didn't know what she was from. She's Casino Royale, and yeah, yeah, that's right. She's Vesper, Penny Dreadful, one. yeah, and Terence Stamp plays the kid's granddad, Neil Balford, but he's not in it very much. Mm-hmm. The kid himself was all right, and some of the other peculiar children that live in the Home for Peculiar Children are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. The graphics, well, the, you know, the, the look of it feels good. It, it's a very much a period piece because it's set in the 40s, so they all have that sort of, you know, 40s kid look about them. Yep. But, yeah, I don't know. Knickerbockers. Do yeah, exactly. But premise, it's great, but delivery, I think it just okay. didn't have it. There was one scene that I really enjoyed, and that was where they had some skeletons that came to life, and it was very reminiscent of Jason and the Argonauts. It. And it made me just want to go home and watch Jason and the Argonauts, really. But, yeah, I don't know. I think it was probably good to see it on the big screen, because it is a big screen movie, but I wouldn't really recommend rushing out and seeing it. Yeah. That's Which is, funny. yeah, it's a, it's a shame. But as I said, it's based on a trilogy of books, so depending on how well this does, will really depend on whether they have follow-up movies. But... I'm
1: not hearing anything about it. I'm not hearing good. I'm not hearing bad. Just well, not hearing anything.
0: We, as I said, we saw it on a Friday night. It had only just started the Thursday, and it was the whole cinema was sold out. Okay. But then, you know, ten-dollar tickets probably is going to sell out pretty quickly. But you no, know, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't heard much buzz about it afterwards.
1: I've heard nothing
0: in fact I haven't really even seen that much advertising for it when it came out but then it came out the same week as Magnificent Seven and I think a couple of other big movies started that weekend as well so maybe mm-hmm. it's just kind of got lost in the shuffle yeah. but that was my cinema going Yep. I have watched a few movies at home following on from last month's mini episode where we talked about John Cusack and Better Off Dead mm-hmm. my wife and I decided we should go back and watch growth Point Blank yep. and I'm happy to say that that still holds up Cool. I don't know how many Times you've seen that, but once the shootout scene in the 7 Eleven still is a great piece of cinema, okay. Yeah,
1: and they said the once, Don't it's good.
0: It, It's got enough sort of subtlety to keep it going, which I really liked. And the soundtrack's quite good, cool. So, yes, watch that. Also, being school holidays, my boys and I watched a couple of kids type films at home. So,
1: Salo, a Serbian film,
0: no, no, oh. no, kids, you know, that um, oh, kids. <laughs> With Casper and Skateboard. No. And, no, so we watched the Astro Boy reboot. Yep. And being a big Astro Boy fan, I was a little bit disappointed.
1: The voices were wrong. Yeah. Nicolas Cage as Dr. Elephant was just No, that wrong. didn't work.
0: I did like Bill Nye as the other scientist. He was mm-hmm. kind of cool. Astro himself, I wasn't too sure about. There was one scene that my kids found really hilarious, and that was when he first found out that he had the guns in his butt. <laughs> and afterwards, my kids were just running around for the rest of the day going, I've got guns in my butt. <laughs> But yeah, other than that, not really that good.
1: I saw it I, I, I actually saw that in the other pictures when it came out. I hey. on my nephews, but it was just yeah. I'm a big fan. I'm looking at my shelf now, and I have the original 1960s Astro Boy tin on DVD, and I've got all the 80s episodes on DVD as well. So I'm a massive fan of the classic Astro Boy, yep. the original classic and classic 80s. I do have actually one disc of the new 2000s cartoon, which didn't do a lot for me. I don't own the movie.
0: You're not really missing much on it. No, I think. I've seen it. It's, no,
1: no, it was just not one of those things. I wanted it to be great, but yeah, it just didn't feel. Didn't have the heart of Astro Boy. Yeah. It, the it, atomic heart. Of
0: Astro it Astro Boy. just was missing something. Yeah. What I did watch with the kids and actually enjoyed, mm. which considering I've just poo-pooed everything else I've watched, but we watched Utopia. Uh-huh. And my kids had actually seen this I think it was the January school holidays The grandparents took it to them And mm-hmm. now we've got it It was on Fox Hill, I think So we decided to watch it And my younger boy was kind of like eh, It's alright, I'll watch it with you Sort of thing But my wife and I really enjoyed it I've heard it's good I think the problem is that The concept of it isn't really a kid's concept It's very much sort of an, an anti-racism Anti-bigotry type movie yeah. With sort of feminist overtones as well With the fact that she's a female rabbit That becomes a police officer mm-hmm. And you know no rabbit's ever been a police officer before, and they kind of make a big deal about that. Mm-hmm. And it's all about you know not judging people for what they are because she teams up with a fox, and it's like well, you know fox is going to be dodgy. How can I be friends with a fox, sort of thing. But the heavy handedness of it aside, it's actually quite a good film. Oh yeah, very good things. So. so yes, I'll get to it eventually. Hmm. And also another rewatching based on your other podcast, Geek Dudes. You were talking about the Force Awakens. Yeah. And sort of serendipitously, I actually rewatched The Force Awakens. And just like you said on the other podcast, it doesn't feel as good as it did when I saw it at the cinema.
1: No, the last act. It just falls away.
0: Halfway through the movie, it gets to a point where you just think to yourself, well, yeah, I, d- I don't know if it's as good as I remember it. I mean, there's nothing
1: wrong with it. I mean, if it wasn't for Han in that last bit, I think it would be boring. Like, you, you, the attack on the base is just dull. The Maz Kanata's... Once you get to Maz's castle, or tavern, or whatever it is, yeah, that's where it falls away. So,
0: yeah, it was interesting because when I saw it at the cinema, I saw, I've only seen it once at the cinema, And it was always like, oh, when it comes out on DVD, Blu-ray, I'm going to go watch it again. And it's been a while. And it was like, oh, yeah, probably should watch it. I
1: mean, I I I saw it at midnight with Star Wars fans at the cinema the first time. And it was amazing. Like, the experience was great. It did what it had to do. It was nostalgic. It hit every button that you wanted it to hit. It did everything the prequels didn't do. And that was great. And then I saw another three times two times at the cinema yeah I saw it. i saw an imax i saw it new year's eve <laughs> and yeah. maybe one more time and yeah i did so i saw it four times and i enjoyed it every time but the thing in the back of my head was it's a bit like the first one it's a lot like the first one and i always knew that and it was sort of like going well he's sort of playing the nostalgia factory he's doing this he's doing that and now we've gotten over the initial they got it right they didn't fuck it up yeah it's sort of like okay we can be cricket we're gonna get another one we can be critical because it's okay we're gonna get one more yeah we've got rogue one coming now it's okay to pick on it where we almost were protecting it sort of saying don't pick on it we, we, it's all good it's it, all it's safe. Still,
0: it still has some great pieces in like the the original scene where ray and finn like running through the desert with the people chasing them get to the, the millennium falcon yeah, I- and that whole even the the first first air battle that feels great the opening bit with kylo and
1: you know stop, stopping the laser and or even han on the on the planet destroyer thingy yeah. star killer base han and chewie are great chewie's so, great yeah so it, it's it's got moments it's just sort of like i wish it wasn't a star killer base i yeah. wish it was a spaceship and uh, just little things like sucking the life out of suns it's like how does it move around yeah how do i think you live I on think- a planet with that much power shooting out of it and not die of radiation poisoning of some sort it's just little things like that you start questioning that element of it and it's like oh and just
0: Death Star again that they shut down the shields and they blow it up it was just I, I think that's what the problem is the more you think about it the more it doesn't yeah, the story doesn't hold up. Like the execution is still really well done.
1: where technically, a lot of the stuff with the prequels—if you think about it enough—you can actually justify lots of bits
0: in it. Whereas with, it's where the, the, the effects and the CG and stuff that
1: it's the humour like, and some yeah, awkward moments down. and stuff and the acting. Where this one, yeah, it does—it sort of falls apart if you scrutinise it. So mm-hmm. you just don't scrutinise it. Yeah, fine. exactly. Yeah, it's not the roller coaster. A few months later, it's no, not I- the roller coaster it was. We were just so happy to do it. I, I caught up with it too. I went to Queensland with the family for a, a party for Uncle's 70th. So we took the kids up, which was fun with a two and a half and a six week old. But we did an Airbnb and the place we stayed at had Netflix. And it, that's where The Force Awakens was on that. And I, I still haven't shown my two and a half year old Star Wars because I want him to be old enough to sort of remember his first time if possible. Mm. But I, he went to bed for his nap and I put it on just laying on the couch and he sort of woke up and came out. I was like, oh, what's this? And there was BB-8 and it was all excited and he laid on the couch with me and watched it and we both fell asleep. So he still really hasn't seen it. So he, out of context, he has no idea what he's seen yet. So I think he's still safe to save him for Star Wars. But
0: Didn't you say you watched the pod race with him a Phantom Menace? Well, he was born in March
1: and that was on the f- Star Wars day. So... <laughs>
0: So so two, months two and up. a
1: half months old so yeah i don't think he's gonna remember that
0: no mm. all right but anyway that was my cinema viewing yep you haven't had any trips to the movies not one trip <laughs> unless
1: you count going to the 4d cinema in movie world to see a 10 minute roadrunner yeah. short and i felt really sorry for the road because <laughs> oh, you, you wait to get in and they show all these roadrunner clips like on the screen as you're waiting not roadrunner coyote i feel sorry for it. that roadrunner's a
0: not a nice person
1: <laughs> and the roadrunner is just it's, it's sad you're looking at it
0: going i really feel sorry for you but you think though the roadrunner is just the bastard of the show mm. and coyote does all his like online ordering or whatever he's doing to get his acme products surely he could just order food and he wouldn't have to chase the roadrunner. I know, I know but it's
1: just i just really felt sorry for him just watching this montage of clips of him being hurt multiple times
0: Funny when we were kids, they used to have Road and Coyote and Daffy Duck, and just all those cartoons were on all the time. Mm-hmm. But you hardly ever see them anymore. They're on all the time still, are they? So you watch? You don't watch Free to Air Television? Maybe do. that's what the problem is. So you don't watch Kids WB? No, I didn't even know what Kids WB was until I think it was a couple of school holidays ago. I went to a magic show at Docklands, and it was magician Tony from Kids WB, and I was like, "What the hell is Kids WB?" <laughs> but well, yeah. it
1: used to be What's Up Doc with Sophie Lee, in a round
0: Well, that was a long time ago. Yeah, it was, it
1: was a long, long time ago. ago. But yeah, they still play shorts. And there's new versions of Daffy and Donald and Donald. (laughs) Wrong one. Yes. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. So, no trips to the cinema. Have you watched anything? I have watched one that I can think of. Mm. And that is Surf's Up. Which is the DreamWorks animation about penguins that surf. Because my son wanted to watch a movie. We just were going to put something on. I was like, oh, and he, he's seen Happy Feet recently and he likes that the Penguin movie. So we've got a collection that came with the Herald Sun every day or every week. you got a different kids movie or family movie. So I just sort of went through that collection. It was like, ah, oh, surf's up. He already likes penguins. Let's let's do this one. And Ten minutes in, he to watch Happy Feet. <laughs> I haven't seen it either. I haven't seen Happy Feet either. I keep seeing the end of it. Like, it seems to be on telly all the time at some point.
0: is that the George Miller one?
1: Yeah. Hmm. So I, I don't really know. I know how it ends. But okay. I don't know so- much more. Surf's Up was kind of funny. So he likes penguins? Well, he was in bed by the end of it, but I, I stayed around and watched till the end. I was say if he likes penguins, you should watch penguins in Madagascar, because that's actually not bad. Might have it. Hmm. Might be part of the collection. It, it's Well, if you see penguins, he thinks, I want to watch Happy Feet. But I like some of the design work in it, because you've got, like, the penguins have the black and white colouring, but the main character, which is Zed, I think his name is, is voiced by, not Lloyd Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges, the dude. And the he dude. pretty much plays the dude character. He's just, like, old, he was the guy and The does someone surfer piss guy. on his rock? no but um he, he plays a surfer guy who who was the big hit in a bit and yeah. then he sort of they all thought he died but he just became this hermit guy and they worked out oh no he's that guy but he's very laid-back surfer dude a bit like the big kahuna in gidget yeah. and you've got this young surfer who's sort of come from antarctica to hawaii or something or wherever it's at i didn't really take notice at the start um and they joined the big competition and that's Voiced by Shia LaBeouf, and you've got John Hedda plays, which is Napoleon Dynamite, playing a chicken. Who's his best friend? And then you've got the bag competitive surfer, like the best out there, who he's got to challenge. Didric Bader, is it from? Drew Carey? Oh, yeah. Yep. He's playing that. And they've all got unique patterns, like with their black and white sort of side. So you've got the Jeff Bridges character's got like the Okinawa shorts, you know, the, the the flower pattern sort of entwined into his feathers and others have got like, it's like the tribal tattoo sort of thing. So I don't mind the design work in it and the special and the, you know, the CG was quite good and everything. It was, and it was, I didn't turn it off okay. and I didn't walk away. So I'll give it credit
0: for that. It was entertaining. Held your attention.
1: Yeah. Hmm. That's about it. I couldn't tell you what I've been doing. I
0: mm. did go away and that was about it. Well, one other thing I will mention that's a little bit more highbrow than TV and stuff. I went and saw a circus. Yeah. And we took the kids in the school holidays to see Circus Oz.
1: So it was little guys in tiny red cars with
0: fesses on No, not that sort of Oz. Circus Oz, I think, is a Australian no-animal circus. It's mainly trapeze and acrobatics. And it's very much a indigenous, or well not all indigenous, but very indigenous-friendly diversity type circus. But I didn't really know what I was going to expect. But I was really surprised how good I enjoyed it. Okay. I really surprised how well I enjoyed it.
1: I surprised how good you speak. <laughs>
0: It was at the Darabin Arts Centre over the school holidays, and I'd never been to the Darabin Arts Centre, but I must say that's quite a good venue as well. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, when we first got there, we were sort of getting our seats, and there was a couple of performers that were sort of going around talking to the audience, and they did have that sort of (laughs) theatre... <laughs> Theatre yeah, C uh, appearance about them, and I was like, Oh, what have we got ourselves into? Yeah, but once it got started, just the athletic athleticism of it, the stage showmanship, and I really enjoyed it. And, and it other was, made up words, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it was a two hour show, and they had a brief intermission, but they were pretty much all go for two hours. Lots of different style of acts. There was one bit that seemed to drag a little bit, and that was a guy doing tricks on a BMX because once you've seen. Rad, and you've seen someone dance to send me an angel on a BMX. You can't really top that. Not fair enough. But I, I was actually surprised how attentive our kids were through the whole time. I was thinking by the end of it because it was nine thirty. By the time it finished, I was thinking, well, probably the younger one might be waning a little. But he was on the edge of his seat, little quite waning. excited. <laughs> he was a little waning. <laughs> And it's funny because he started doing gymnastics the end of last term and you could see some of the stuff that they were doing in the circus performings as far as their like tumbling and jumping and stuff. He was like, "Mm, that's the sort of stuff we do in gymnastics. So maybe there was a little inkling of the, yes, I'm not sure if it's still showing, but if you are circus inclined, it was well worth it and not, not too expensive. I think for the family of us, it was only about 60 bucks for my wife and I and the two kids. So yes. Quite a, a good evening out for a change. Yeah,
1: excellent. No, I, do, I do. I haven't seen circus, du but I don't mind a good circus. But I did circus Soleil for a bit. I did. I mm. saw a couple. Then I realised this is overpriced wank. Exactly. And I've heard that circus du is just as good without the pretentiousness.
0: Yeah. Um, there was still a little bit of pretentiousness, mm. and it was very hipstery in a couple of things. But performance-wise, I thought it was great. I'm not a huge fan of the wank of Mm. uh, Cirque du Soleil. I've never actually seen one. I've seen it on telly a few times and that's enough Enough, for me. I wouldn't pay 200 bucks to see some strange looking Frenchman in body paint. But Mm. no, I, I really enjoyed it. There was a couple of acts that really blew me away as far as how good they were. There was one dude that came out wearing like a baggy suit and a woman came out in a dress and she climbed up his shoulders and stood on his head and then he took off his suit and she took off her dress and they kind of swapped clothes all with her Had sex no all with her just standing on his head which i thought was pretty impressive Hmm. but yes if it's still showing i'm not sure if it is but i would recommend it but anyway that's me for the month unless you've got anything to mention no I'm done well alright then that's probably a good place for us to wrap up we can go and check how much downloads there is left on your WWE k 15 no, I think you were what 7% something like that so by the time we record next month we might be ready to play yeah maybe I doubt it yes all righty. well we'll be back later in the month for a very special Halloween edition Ooh. of Ooh. our mini Scooby. episode Welcome to My World so if you have any feedback for us, you can jump on our Facebook page. We are facebook.com slash the Massive Attack Podcast. We are theMAPodcast.podbean.com. If you want to go to our website, or you can drop us an email at themapodcast.gmail.com at And until then, thank you, bitch. No
1: worries, bye-bye.
0: And we'll see you next month. Uh, uh. I gotta go gotta go. Before I, do something stupid I gotta go, I gotta go, gotta go. Before I do something lame